Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. I'm Joy Dooling, and you are listening to the Joy of Membership podcast. This podcast is for membership leaders. So we talk about strategies for attracting, engaging, and retaining members. But that's not entirely the focus of the show, because let's be honest here, there is no shortage of advice out there on best practices in membership. What we need to talk about is how to actually make those things possible in the real world, how to be absolutely sure that growth practices are going to stick, how to make those things easier, more consistent, and even automatic in some cases. Sound good? Then stick around because we're about to jump into it. Hey there, Joy Dooling here, host of the Joy of Membership podcast. Thanks for tuning in for today's episode. We talk a lot in this show about providing members with value. If you've listened to many episodes, you've probably noticed that being truly helpful for members comes in many different shapes and sizes. And I hope that you find the stories that you've heard to be inspirational and full of little idea nuggets that you can apply to your own organization. Still, you may find yourself returning to questions like, how can my organization create more value? Are there parts of the member experience where we aren't performing as well as we could? If those questions feel familiar, I'd like to invite you to download my free member experience scorecard. It's a quick one-page assessment that tells you exactly where your membership-based organization has areas of strength that you can build on and areas of gap where you're probably going to want to improve. The scorecard is free and in less than 10 minutes, you'll gain some actionable insights. You can grab your copy right now at joyofmembership.com slash scorecard. I think it is fair to say that this week's guest is the perfect example of an association leader whose work reflects a lifelong passion. Evelyn Green grew up on a farm in Alabama. Her family's beef operation was in the largest beef producing county for that state. Since 1982, she has been involved in the support and management of her family farm. She is married to a professor of animal sciences with a specialization in beef cattle nutrition. She has served in every possible role for the Alabama Cattle Women's Association, and today she is president-elect for the American National Cattle Women's Association. She, and really every person that I've interacted with at ANCW, are incredibly passionate about the work. So I invited her here today to talk about how ANCW is being helpful to members and bringing value to their industry. Hey, Evelyn, welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad you were able to join me today. Hey, Joy, thank you so much for having me on. This is exciting to me. <laughs> well, uh, we always start out with just having you um, tell the listeners a little bit about um, who you are and who your organization helps. Absolutely. Uh, I'm Evelyn Green. I'm president of the American National Cattle Women's Association. 
and I live in Auburn, Alabama. Uh, I grew up on a uh, row crop family farm, diversified farm with cattle, uh, sweet potatoes and corn, soybeans. Um, so I've kind of lived that uh, life uh, my entire life since I was a young child growing up. So it's always taught me to be a beef advocate and a beef promoter um, and growing up on a farm uh, just gives you that passion to want to carry it on someday. Uh, the American National Cattle Women is a voice for women who share passion for the community, beef community. And we do uh, focus on the big promotion, education, and legislation. So all of that fit, i uh, seen that I wanted to be a part of this one day. And, and that's exactly what happened. I had that dream in mind and uh, it all became a, a reality for me. So it's been exciting. Well, it's wonderful when it works out that way. I have a daughter who, from the time she was very young, she knew exactly what she wanted to do in life and went to school and got her dream job. And it's just her whole life kind of led her down that um, path. And it sure seems like that's kind of what happened with you, that this was just in your blood and you've been able to turn that into a, a, a lifelong passion and career. Yes, ma'am. It really has. And I've enjoyed it uh, every step of the way, working with local cattle women, state cattle women, and then uh, along the national level, and then became uh, honored to be uh, president for the American National Cattle Women. So it's truly been an honor and a and a dedication and uh, a passion that I've, I've had for many, many years. Uh, so it's it's a true honor. So you talked about kind of a couple of main thrusts of your organization being beef um, promotion and advocacy. Can you talk about why, why that is so necessary in your industry? Uh, yes, Joy. Um, you know, the American National Cattle Women, um, we share a tremendous history uh, with passion and a shared voice among the cattle women uh, community and women in agriculture. Um, we have a very successful record of positively promoting beef uh, and being an advocate uh, for the beef industry. Uh, and the American National Cattle Women, uh, that's, that is a voice for us. And we love to share that voice and that passion with other women that may be in the relation that we have, you know, grow up on a farm or be a part of a farm or ranch or just actually eat beef. If you love beef and love it for dinner, then, you know, that's uh, another avenue that you could be a part of the American National Cattle Women. And it's so important to us to be that advocate uh, for the beef industry and for the cattle women, uh, because we know that, uh, we have millions to feed and beef is one of those prime proteins that is um, that's loved by consumers on their plate at dinner time. And it is one of those industries where there are so many pieces that have to come together to, you know, get from farm to table. So do you find that there's a lot of diversity amongst your members in terms of what they need from the association? Uh, We do. We have a diversified membership, you know, going all the way from uh, the east to the west coast to north and south. It's uh, completely different on farm and ranches. Uh, Everybody's um, uh, production is not the same, and we learn from each other. Uh, And that's one of the 
wonderful things about being a part of our association uh, is being able to learn from other cattle women and how they do their production that might uh, enable us to do it better on our farm ranch. Um, so we know that, you know, the promotion that we do, it's, it's going to help sustain, you know, the beef that we produce and wholesome high quality protein. And um, we just, uh, we see the need to carry that on to generations to come. Uh, another thing that I chose this year was uh, my theme or my motto for the, my year was uh, hashtag beef for generations. And the reason why is because I want to do my part to assure long after I've gone um, that consumers will still have an abundance of choices and abundant supply of safe, delicious, nutritious beef. Um, so we are definitely diversified across the U.S. We have uh, 27 affiliates uh, that we are a part of, and uh, it comes from the grassroots organizations, from the local cattle women to the state cattle women, and then to the national. We work all as a team together because just one entity uh, can't make that happen. You have to have your locals and your states behind you to make a national organization, and that's so important to have that behind us. Now, I would think, given the audience that you serve, and um, I, I imagine a substantial part of your membership um, are in very rural areas of America, do you, um, how do you address the fact that members in different parts of the country may have different access to internet, may need different things from the association. Do you talk about that amongst your leadership team at all? And how do you address that um, needing to deliver value to people who are just in very different um, stages with, you know, technology or with what they need? Right, Joy. We do have uh, a, diversity of women in rural, women in suburbs, uh, women in large areas. Uh, we have farm and ranches, you know, as small as maybe 25 head to, you know, thousands. Um, so we know that that's there amongst our membership. And it doesn't matter if they have, you know, the smallest herd or the largest herd. They're still all cattle women and we work together as a team. But that creates a value to us and our membership as well. Uh, we know that um, a large percentage, uh, over 36% right now, are women in agriculture across the country. Uh, and that speaks high in volume and value to the American National Cattle Women. I believe, um, you know, in giving value, you have to give value to receive value. Uh, and so we see that as a need across uh, our membership base um, and there's no, you know, little eye or big eye. It's all together, you know, as a team, uh, as cattle women together. Uh, and that helps us define who we are as cattle women. Um, so, you know, we, we try to make those challenges a lot of times uh, into opportunities for us. I absolutely love that. Absolutely love that. So what do you think that other associations and trade groups that are listening to this today, what do you think they can learn from the American National Cattle Women? Uh, well, number one, we love beef. Um, we love to be a part of um, the beef industry. Uh, and we love to share our passion uh, for our industry. 
Uh, I don't think there's there's cattle women across uh, the U.S. anywhere that you could talk to that would not have that true passion coming from their heartfelt feelings and know what it means to be a part of our association. Um, you know, our, our mission is uh, a beef community dedicated to growing beef demand through education and development. Um, you know, and, and our vision is to inspire dedication and responsibility in the beef community. So those are values that um, everyone would have, you know, coming to the plate. Uh, we have uh, just released our long range plan for the next five years. And I think it's going to be something that we grow on. Um, you know, we promote, we share, we capitalize uh, in beef promotion. Uh, we implement and interact and increase education and development across uh, the U.S. with our cattle women in our programs that we have. Um, we do policy, uh, historical and perspective legislative work. Uh, so that's another avenue that we have as value to uh, being part of the Cattle Women's Association. Uh, and then, you know, coming back to where I first started from was the foundation. Uh, we're a grassroots uh, organization and we have that uh, value as a foundation of grassroots and I you know I see our membership growing on that basis it provides opportunity and inspires inspires dedication through our whole uh, membership Um, so those are some of the things that I think is uh, key value uh, for you know cattle women uh, to be part of the American National Cattle Women. So speaking of your long range plan that just came out, um, how do you involve members in that sort of planning? Um, I mean, I'm assuming you have a leadership team that works on the long range plan, but do you gather input from outside the leadership team or what does that look like? Yes, ma'am, we do. Um, We have a uh, team building uh, effort with our uh, leadership team, first of all. And then we start reaching out to our state presidents, our, our president's council, uh, and they glean their membership and bring back those ideals uh, to us in those grassroots areas. And that way it enables us to feel the visions that they have uh, and the wants and needs of the cattle women in the organizations out in the states. Um, so it definitely trickles back from that point to us as a national level, helps us to build a long range plan, you know, for the future. Uh, We're not looking, you know, if we're looking at tomorrow, we're behind the eight ball. You know, we've got to be looking at 10 years down the road, you know, 20 years down the road. What is it going to be for that next generation to come along? Did you find that um, there were unique needs that, became emergent um, with the COVID-19 pandemic situation that um, organizations have all been facing over the last six months? Yes, Joy. I believe everybody that's part of an organization or uh, part of an industry, uh, part of a corporation, whatever it might be, there has been challenges. Uh, And like I said earlier, we've taken those challenges and changed them into opportunities. And some of those key things that we've done for our membership Uh, We elected to spread just being positive, you know, reaffirming the safety of livestock production, serving nutritional beef meals to health care workers, sharing inspiring beef recipes for families to enjoy at their dinner table, 
Um, you know, we, we thought about this for a long time and we got our task force together about what we were going to do at this time. And, and these are some of the things that helped us along the way and, and these uh, difficult times that uh, we led with solutions and embraced the change, you know, with our social media, uh, we did virtual meetings. Uh, we have uh, now online resources on our website. So it makes us think of change in our own organization, uh, these times and challenges that we have. We increased communication with an open engagement. Uh, we amplified our communication efforts. We reached out to cattle women across the country to do a lot of testimonies being difficult times. Uh, and hearing those moms and aunts and grandmothers, you know, teach those younger generations how to survive and thrive on their family farm and ranches and how to let consumers know how to thrive and survive in a time of difficulties. Um, we went that extra mile with our passion that we have. Uh, today, cattle women, like I said, have the grassroots foundation of uh, traditional American values uh, like hard work, the importance of family, you know, loyalty to God and country, and, and it makes us have a rugged aim to persevere and ultimately succeed in the face of all kinds of adversity, including COVID-19. Uh, so we had the uh, insight of just giving back to our communities with a positive impact. You know, our role as American National Cattle Women is assuring our families and consumers um, that we will have beef for generations to come. And that is our overall value, I think, that uh, cattle women see today. Well, Evelyn, I sure appreciate you being here to share your organization's experience. And I know that the listeners will um, hear your passion and hear your optimism and will take a little nugget of inspiration um, away from this chat today. Where can people best connect um, with you and with American National Cattle Women? Absolutely. Again, it's been my pleasure to be on with you today. Uh, I hope um, someone learns just a little bit from this. And I've always said, if I can change the mind of one person out of 10, I've made a 100% goal on that. So that's uh, always been an accomplishment of mine. But if you want to reach us, we have our website at ancw.org. Um, you can email us at ancw at ancw.org. Um, that's our uh, email address. So we'd love to hear from you. Um, if you're interested in being a member, shoot us an email. We'll be glad to talk with you about it or having questions about it. Fantastic. Um, thanks so much, Evelyn. I appreciate it. Thank you, Joy. I appreciate you. Hey there, you made it all the way to the end. Bravo to you. I'm back in just one last time to remind you that there's a free one-page PDF available over at the website that shows you more than 20 ways that technology could be supporting your efforts to attract, engage, and retain more members. It's actually broken down into the stages of the member journey, so you'll know exactly where each piece fits. And everything that's on that one pager can actually be automatically done for you with software that costs less than $1,000 per year. So if you haven't already grabbed it, you can get your copy at joyofmembership.com slash tech, joyofmembership.com slash tech, T-E-C-H. Have a great week and I'll see you next time.